0: What's up guys, as always, don't forget to check out Lights Out podcast, Chris Lytle's podcast. He's got all kinds of cool people on there, MMA legends, guys from back in the day, telling the history of the sport. Um, It's awesome, I'm stuck on it, I listen to it every day. And don't forget to check out my show, High Kick Fight Picks. We're available on Spotify, Pandora, iTunes, Rumble, YouTube, all that. Don't forget to check us out. What's up, guys? We're here to go over UFC 285, Jones versus Gone. UFC Vegas 69 just happened a few days ago. It was a very profitable night. Let's talk about that real quick. I'm not going to go over the whole card. I'm just going to tell you what my bets were. I had a Zach Paga and Clayton Carpenter parlay, two-man parlay, that hit. I had a play on Felipe Lenz at minus 130, that hit. And I had a play on Nazim Seidkov, and that play hit. And I also had a three-man parlay with Seidkov, Lenz, and Zach Paga that hit. And I almost hit a ten-fight parlay, but the main event screwed me on that. Normally, my book gives me a chance to cash out the parlay before the main event, and they didn't do it. So they got me on that one. Uh as far as the picks go, I picked all the fights right. I actually switched my pick on this one, if y'all remember, the Jamal Emmers oscobob fight. I told y'all that if it was up at 45, I would have been picking Emers, um, which it turns out it was. Tapology had it listed at Bantamweight, so I changed that pick. That was one of the ones that was in my big parlay that I almost hit. And the only fight other than that that I picked wrong was William Knight, who doesn't deserve to be in the UFC at all anymore, and the main event. So, all around good card there for me. Alright guys, let's get into this. Uh, this is going to be one of the biggest cards ever, to me. I mean, I like this. To me, this seems like an even bigger card even than, than the uh, UFC 284 card. And I know not everybody's going to agree with that, but some of the names on here. I'm super excited to finally see Shabkat Rahmanov back in here. This fight was supposed to happen you know, like a month and a half ago. Um, we got Valentina Shevchenko, the women's goat, um, you know, the return of John Jones. So this is a really good card. We got Bo Nickel making his UFC debut. I mean, he's a big deal. So this is a, this is a pretty good card, man, all the way through and through. And I fully expect to get quite a bit of hate for my picks on this card and for my bets as well. Because I'm just, I'm kind of a little bit let down because, you know, even a guy like me who is sitting here waiting for these lines to come out and jumping on them as early as I can, it's hard to make any money on this card. You know, with the, it's hard to get any good, good lines. You know, I'm I'm having to make two man parlays and stuff with all these people, and got a couple other plays in there. But yeah, it's just disappointing because a lot of these people are immediately dropping at minus four hundred, minus five hundred. So it's kind of hard to make money on this card, but. Let's start down here with the first fight of the night. Cody Garbrandt taking on Trevin Jones. So we got uh, Cody Garbrandt, former champion. He is 31 years old, 5'8, with a 65 and inch reach. Uh, he is 7 and 5 in the UFC. He's lost four of his last five, uh, with a few of those being by KO. I know he's a former champ. Uh, I know he has some power, but it hasn't been looking good lately. I think really he's only won one of his last six fights altogether, so he's got a good powerful right hand. You know, um just seems to me like his chin's been going away, you know, and, and I know it was this last fight was down at fly weight, but the first punch that Kai Kira France landed in that fight, you know, he was basically out on his feet and just couldn't couldn't get himself back together. Um you know the Sun Sal fight was impressive finish, but he looked really fast. He looked really good there, but that was that was a few years ago now. So it's just uh, he's getting a little long in the tooth in his career, and you know he hasn't been putting on good performances. And I know everybody's saying he's going to get back on the on the win the wins right here. This is going to be his thing to set it right. So. <laughs> Uh, you know, everybody thought he was back after the, a sun cell fight. And then it was right back to the same stuff again. So as much as I do want to pick him here, I'm not going to be picking him. So <laughs> he's taking on Trevin Jones. He is 32 years old, five, seven with a 70 inch reach. He's 13 and nine and he's one and three in the UFC. But if you look at his losses, he's only lost to really good competition. Uh, you know, side cub, uh, Kukramonov is really good. Uh, Javad Bacerat's really good. He's undefeated, and Ronnie Barcelos is really good too. So I can't fault him for any of those. He knocked out Mario Batista, which is a good win because Batista's looking pretty good right now. Uh, you know he, you know he has good power. He's got pretty good takedown defense, and he's got good counters as well. But I want to see him going forward more and really push the pressure in this fight. Um, you know, his head movement could be better, but he can definitely take a punch. We've seen him, you know, get cracked by a lot of guys and he hasn't been put out. Uh, you know, his last loss was to Barcelos, you know, who I think would destroy Cody Garbrandt even this late in his, you know, in their careers. Um, I really think this is going to be kind of like a, a um, you know, a coming out party for Trevin, honestly, because he's fighting a former champion that's, you know, hasn't been able to get a win and a long time hasn't been able to put on any you know, winning streak or anything. So I'm kind of thinking that might go this way. I expect to get a lot of hate on this pick. A lot of people are, you know, picking Cody in the spot, but, uh, yeah, I just worried about Cody's chin. I can't pick him, you know, with, with the way he's been looking here lately. Uh, you know, it's basically the man, I know they both have been losing, but it's the finishes on Cody's part that are making me go against him, you know? So, uh, Trevor's going to be fighting for his job here. You know, uh, But just just because he lost to a veteran like Barcelos doesn't mean, you know, he can't learn and improve. Uh, Like I said, he KO'd Mario Batista, so there's something good to say for that. power's there. And he had his moments against Basrat as well. So, you know, he's looked good in certain spots. He just hasn't been able to put it together yet. I'm taking Trevin Jones by uh, knockout round one. And next up, we got Ian Machado Gary taking on Kanan Song. Uh, Gary is 25 years old, 6'3", with a 74-inch reach. He's 10-0, and and he's 3-0 and in the UFC. And, uh, you know, Gary's the prospect that everyone's excited about right now. You know, I had my doubts about him at first, uh, you know, but he's proved that he's very good, you know, and has a good ring IQ. Um, he's really tall for the weight class. He's 6'3". He's going to have a good bit of reach here. Um, you know, the reason I had my doubts was because in his first fight, his debut fight against Jordan Williams he was getting caught quite a bit, you know, he was getting caught with some good punches. He was getting busted up, but, uh, you know, he did come back and get the win there. And, um, you know, but since, since then he seems to have worked on that. He hasn't been getting hit a lot. Um, he's got good straight punches, you know, and, and powerful hands, good kicks, nice knees in the clinch, uh, you know, up against the cage. Um, you know, he, uh, he uses his height and his reach really well. It counters real well. Um, he lands well, also as he's kind of backing up, you know, and off to the side, uh, so you know he can kind of catch guys when they don't expect it, which is, is pretty interesting he's got such a long reach, you know? Uh, you know. I like his straight right hand; it, it it you know it doesn't even look like he puts that much on it, and he hurts guys with that punch quite a bit. So it's pretty he's pretty impressive all the way around. You know, he's definitely he's one of these guys that's like a minus four hundred right now. So I could see why, but I I I, I would think. You know, somebody that's only, you know, 3-0 in the UFC, you'd be able to get at least like a minus 275 or something. But he's going to be taking on Keon Song. He is 32 years old, 6 foot tall, with a 71.5 inch reach. He's 19-6, and and he's 4-2 and in the UFC. Uh, one of the things I noticed is that most of his wins are over people who aren't in the UFC anymore. Um, he's been out almost two years after getting uh, knocked out by Max Griffin. He trains at uh, Tiger Muay Thai, so you know you know he's been working on that striking. Um, he's been there at that camp his last few fights. Uh, you know, he's a strong guy for sure. I saw him throw a guy uh, off of him from from the mount position. Uh, he Uses good shoulder strikes uh, in the clinch. He's got you know he's got KO power. He kind of thrives in like crazy brawls and exchanges. Um, I got to go with Ian Gary here. Um, I'm gonna go with Ian Gary by KO in round two. Song may have a little success early, but Gary's power and straight shots are going to end up slowing him down and putting him away eventually. He's not going to be able to eat too many of those. Next up, we got Mana Martinez taking on Cameron Simon. And uh, Martinez is 26 years old, 5'10", with a 70-inch reach. He's 10-3, and he's 2-1 in the UFC. Uh, He's got good striking, for sure. Um, You know, pretty decent power. He'll struggle with the wrestling against like really good, you know, wrestlers like Ronnie Lawrence or, you know, guys that are just constantly, you know, pushing for the takedown. But, you know, I don't think his opponent here is quite as good of a wrestler as Ronnie Lawrence. Um, Also, he did catch Ronnie Lawrence late in the fight. So, you know, he showed that his power does carry over into later rounds. Um, He's going to have the height and the reach advantage here. He was able to get back up a few times, you know, when he was getting taken down. Takes a lot of pressure to get him down and keep him down. You know, really is what I'm saying. Uh, you know, he's got good low kicks and kicks up the middle. Nice combinations. He doesn't throw everything into all his shots. Um, he switches stances as well. He, uh, you know, he does that to kind of like set up his right hand. Uh, if you if you notice, go back and watch. You know, several of his fights, you'll see him doing that. Um, you know, he really throws a wide variety of strikes. You know, I really like his striking. Uh, you know, he moves a lot and and very well. Um, you know, he tries to get out of the way of, of, of the punches and move side to side, you know, um, he definitely avoids strikes well for someone, you know, who's in and out of the pocket so much. And, uh, he's going to be taking on Cameron Simon, who is 22 years old, 5'8 with a 67 inch reach. He's 7-0 and and he's 1-0 and in the UFC. He's really young, you know, he, he looked good on contender series in his debut. He threw a lot of good kicks, uh, he struggled with the takedowns quite a bit, honestly, and he was making quite a few mistakes as far as the grappling. Uh, he was a big favorite coming into his you know UFC debut, um, but he didn't look like he was very deserving of that big line. Um, you know, he was basically kind of losing that fight until he threw a you know an illegal shot, a knee straight to his opponent's face, and you know of a downed opponent. You know, um, and then he was able to push the pace and finish the fight. But honestly, his opponent shouldn't even continue to fight after that. Um, so I don't put a whole lot of stock into that win, and that's just me being honest. Um, I think Martinez is going to have the advantage on the feet, and possibly even with the grappling from what I've seen, uh, at least as far as, you know, I think Salmon's probably not going to be able to take him down, um, and I'm going to be picking Martinez to win by decision here. So I know everybody's going with Salmon, and <laughs> I'm I'm going with two underdogs almost immediately on this card in the first three fights, Um. Next up, we got Derek Brunson. Hold on. Did we lose the Camila Kirk fight? I guess we did. Huh. Yeah, we lost the... Hopefully, they find a replacement for that, because I really wanted to see um, Esteban. uh, I'm not really sure how to say his last name that Camila Kirk was supposed to fight. So... Next up we got Derek Brunson taking on Derrick DuPlessis. Brunson is 39 years old, he's 6'1" with a 77-inch reach. He's 23 and 8 and he's 14 and 6 in the UFC. Um you know, he's been in the UFC since 2012, so he's he's a veteran. Uh you know, and he he's he's had kind of like a resurgence in his career after a few KO losses he had a few years ago. He really started relying on his wrestling. You know, and he went on a five-fight win streak until he fought Jared Cannoneer. And, um, you know, he couldn't take down Jared, and, you know, he was finished in that fight. He does have powerful shots, but my guess is either that he knows he can't take a shot very well at this, you know, point late in his career, or he's just trying to be overly careful. Um, He really tries to avoid the striking altogether if he can. Sorry, guys, my voice is going out on me. He tries to avoid the striking if he can. Um and uh <clears throat> well. So he and that and that's going to be his only shot really at winning this fight um is that if he can get the takedowns. Uh you know but honestly you got to respect him to be where he's at in the UFC, you know, uh, over over 20 fights into his, you know, with the company. You know, it's not easy to stay relevant that long. So he has a good chance here. Um, he's gonna be taking on Drake and He's 29, 6'1 with a 76-inch reach. He is 18-2 and, and he's 4-0 in the UFC. Um, now I really like this guy. I'm a big fan of his. Um, did he look as good as I hoped he would in his last fight? No, he did not. Uh he did get the job done though. Um, you know, he kind of gassed himself out. He went for a finish real early right off the bat, you know, it was kind of putting a lot of pressure on him. And then he started pushing the grappling and uh you know, it kind of seemed like he, he burned himself out there and lost the second round. And then was it still able to come back and get it done in the third, but you know, it wasn't a very good look, but you know, he did persevere and get the victory. So, uh, you know, like I said, he did show off some grappling in that fight, which is something we don't see very much from him, but Darren Till can't really grapple. So there's not like, you know, <laughs> not a really good comparison to say that he's like a good grappler, you know, just because he out grappled Darren Till, I guess is what I'm saying. Um, but anyways, he's he's exciting as hell. Big power. He's real explosive. Um, he beat Brad Tavares, and you know Tavares is really good. Um, you know his fights are a treat to go back and watch. Almost all of his wins are by finish. Uh, he's got a real decorated kickboxing pedigree. Um, I've seen I've seen him make mistakes and work his way through it, you know, and, and still get the win. You know he has really good uh, you know powerful combinations, mixes in the kicks well. He's he's a fucking monster, man. This guy's you know he's tough. And, uh, you know, he, he'll rush in with elbows and all kinds of crazy stuff. So if he touches Brunson, Brunson's done, you know, I'm picking Duplessis to win by KO. Um, I don't know if it'll be maybe round three, round two, KO. Next up, we got Julian Marquez versus Mark Andre Berryalt. Uh, this is another one that I don't think a lot of people will probably agree with me on. Um, if you look at the tapology, it's you know 75% is going to Marquez here. Uh, I I won't be going with him. So, <laughs> uh, Julian Marquez is 32 years old, six two with a 72 inch reach. He's nine and three and three and two in the UFC. And uh, you know back before he was out for a couple years due to injuries, people were kind of thinking that. You know, he was a really good, you know, I don't want to say like the next big deal or whatever, but people were really, really hyped up on him, you know, and he ended up losing a split decision to, uh, Alessio DiCerco. And then he was out for over two years. And, uh, you know, he, uh, he came back, you know, he got a win over Maki Patolo, Um, but he was losing that fight, you know, before he ended up coming back and getting, I believe it was a submission. Um, pretty sure it was submission and uh you know he wasn't really looking that good in that fight and then he came then after that he fought sam alvey you know who hadn't won a fight in years at that point and then he gets knocked out uh like 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 no like nothing by gregory rodriguez and so you know i don't put a whole lot in a lot of stock in the wins that he's gotten since he's come back um you know he has big power he's got good submissions but it doesn't really have the best like wrestling, you know, and, and takedowns and stuff. You know, um if you go back and look at a lot of his fights, he gives up a lot of takedowns. He got taken down like five times by Maki Patolo and Patolo is a striker. He's not even a grappler or, or anything. So if he can get the takedowns, I'm pretty sure Mark can get the takedowns on this spot. And I have a feeling that uh that um, you know, Andre Berriot's probably gonna push a pace that Marquez won't be able to keep up with. Uh, Marc-Andre Berriot is 33 years old, 6'1", with a 74-inch reach. He's going to have two inches of reach in this spot. He's 14-6 and six and 3-5 and five in the UFC. You know, he doesn't look like he has the best record in the UFC, but I think he's fought way tougher competition between the two of these guys. And, you know, I like the pace and the pressure that he puts on people. You know, he's he really runs guys down and just wears on them with, you know, constant pressure. You know, and the last shot he had, he kind of had his own – you know, game plan used against him by Anthony Hernandez, but there's not a, a whole lot of people that can keep up with Anthony Hernandez and his pace. He's even worse than, you know, Andre Berrial is as far as putting the pressure on people. Um, and, you know, he's, he's good with his grappling, has great takedowns, good cardio. That's one of his best weapons is cardio. He can really take a punch, you know, and, you know, he fights real well in the clinch. He throws a lot of uppercuts. He, you know, he's got pretty good takedown defense. Um, you know, he's got a really good guillotine choke. Uh, I think he wears on Marquez and ends up getting a late finish, third round finish. Um, I don't know if I want to go with submission or KO, maybe KO due to ground and pound, uh, is what I'm going to go with. And, uh, funny thing is I was doing these videos this morning and, uh, I was in the middle of doing my video and Tapology decided to do maintenance on their site. So I had to stop and come back, <laughs> come back to it. Oh yeah. And I also wanted to apologize for my, uh, red panty night, uh, video. I've been drinking a little bit and all, all, my bets hit. So just be warned that you're probably going to have to hear my crappy Connor Conor McGregor, uh, um, impression every time all my bets hit. <laughs> so next up we got Vivian, Vivian Arudio. Taken on Amanda Rivas and uh, Vivian Arujo is 36 years old. I didn't realize she was 36. 5'4 uh, with a 68 inch reach. She's 11 and 4 and 5 and 3 in the UFC. She's pretty well rounded. Just hasn't really been able to to get over the hump in the UFC. You know that's that's the top five or the other hump that's Caitlin Chukagian that nobody can really seem to get over or very few. Um, she's got pretty good subs. She's got okay striking. You know um. I'm not spending a whole lot of time on this one, guys, because um she's taking on Amanda Rebos. I think Amanda Rebos is gonna be better everywhere the fight goes. Um she's she's five uh twenty-nine years old, five three with a sixty-six inch reach. So she is gonna be giving up two inches of reach in the spot. Uh she's ten and three and five and two in the UFC. Uh I just I just think she's she's a, the better fighter all the way around. She's fought the better competition and I'm picking her to win by you know, like a late submission uh, probably third round submission. So next up we got Farid Baserat taking on Damon Blackshear. And this is the, this is what we've been waiting on. Uh, J- Javid's brother. Uh, you know, Javid's been making quite a, quite a splash in the UFC and everybody's really blown away and really high up on him, And, uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing his brother finally come in. We've been waiting on this guy for a while. Yeah, we've been we've heard all the talks about him, but I guess the last time he was on contender series was only 5 months ago. I guess it just seems like a lot longer than that. Um So he is 25 years old, 5'8" with a 71 inch reach. He's 9 and 0. This is going to be his UFC debut. Uh, you know, and the, both these guys are undefeated, so like I said, looking forward to it. Um, you know, he has powerful leg kicks. He's very explosive. He changes levels uh, with his punches. Going goes from the head to the body. You know, very, up very frequently. And um, you know, he's uh, when you're when you're uh, sorry. Well, I'm looking at something over here on my notes. <clears throat> um, so. When guys are coming at him, you know, he steps off to the side real well, if that makes sense. He'll step off to the side when guys are coming at him, and he counters well from that position once he's off to the side. He's very quick with it, too. His punches are super fast. Um, he's got, a, you know, really good takedowns, really good control and top pressure, good ground and pound. those a lot of needs to the body from the top position, which is pretty good. Uh, not a whole lot of people do that, especially as frequently as he was doing in the fights I watched. Um, super fast jab, you know, honestly to me, he looks even better than his brother and that's kind of saying a lot, but you know, we're going to see how it holds up, you know, with the, with the stiffer competition in the UFC, but you know, from what I've seen, you know, this guy looks like he's even better than his brother. So, um, uh, and he's taken on Damon Blackshear, who is 28 years old, 5'10", with a 72 inch reach. He's 12, and one. And his only fight in the UFC was his UFC debut. And it was a draw. Um, His debut was against Yusuf Zalal, who isn't a bad fighter at all, even though I think the UFC cut him. Zalal's a pretty tough guy. He's pretty skilled, and uh, he was big for the weight class because that was when he was coming down from featherweight to bantamweight and fighting uh, Damon. (laughs) So um, he does try, and uh, I saw him get taken down quite a few times, but he's pretty comfortable off his back. You know, he's got a very um, offensive guard, you know. Um, He tries and throws up a lot of subs you know, off his back. He doesn't just lay there and accept the position. Uh, he can scramble to the back real well and fast uh, And you know, the scrambles on the ground when he's trying to get up or he'll snatch a leg and, and roll over and, and just bounce right over real quick and onto somebody's back, you know, before they can even get up. And uh, he basically kept switching from sub to sub in that fight, you know, until he was able to, to either slide out and or, or stand up or take the back, whatever. He was just, it was very impressive, you know, how he was, going from submission to submission like that, just back and forth from one to the other. Um, so he's got good takedowns himself. Um, he did kind of, uh, give up, you know, some good positions to, you know, to jump on submissions that he really didn't, you know, have a chance of getting, or, you know, he was just kind of being pretty wild about that. And a lot of guys that are new to the UFC do that. Um, you know you you give up that good position trying to get that you know an ankle lock or something, and it's usually just a waste of time at this at this level in the game you know um you know he doesn't want to do that stuff against Rat here, and uh you know this guy's not a walk in the park for anybody for sure um but I'm definitely taking bossrat to win here I'm gonna say by decision because Damon's a really tough guy he's really good um I just think that you know these bossrat brothers are kind of on another level than than uh than this guy it's gonna they're gonna have to go pretty far up in the in the rankings to find somebody who's really going to give them a a tough fight so foster out by decision next up we got jessica penne taking on tabitha Ritchie jessica penne is 40 years old um 5'5 <laughs> five, five with a 67 inch reach and uh she's 14 and 6 and 3 and 4 in the ufc you know she's She's now 40 years old. Her striking isn't very good. Um, you know, we saw that in the Emily Ducote fight. Um, you know, she was getting lit up by someone who was, I think that was Dakota's UFC debut. So, you know, the only impressive thing that she's really done since she's been back, you know, is she, uh, I believe it was Loopy Godinez that she got the back and just basically rode out, I think, two rounds of that fight on her back. You know, couldn't get the submission or anything, was just backpacking her for, you know, the entire fight. And that's probably the only way I see her really getting the victory here. Um, you know, she does have a good size advantage here, but it's just, you know, if she can use it, you know, if her striking's really up to par to use it, she's going to have a big reach. She's going to have five inches of reach in this spot, so I guess it wouldn't totally shock me, but <laughs> she's taking on Tabitha Ritchie. She's 28 years old, 5'1", with a 62-inch reach. She's 7-1 and and 2-1 in the UFC and her only loss was to um Manon Faro and she's amazing. She's probably going to be fighting for a title soon. So um uh <clears throat> so you can't really uh hate on her too much for that loss. Uh you know, she'll have the striking advantage in this fight, I believe. Um she'll just need to get on the inside and beat up Jessica Pena and you know, I could see a situation, you know, where the long limbs of Pena could could help her and maybe she get takes the back like she did with Lupi Godinez, but I think Richie wins by decision for sure. Um, this I wouldn't bet on this fight though. <laughs> Just saying, women's 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 fights can get pretty dicey sometimes. So unless it's like somebody super super capable, like you know Amanda Nunes or Valentina Shevchenko, probably don't be dropping money on these you know women unless they're finishers, you know. Um. <clears throat> so next up we got Matu's Gamrot taking on Jalen Turner. Uh, this is a really good matchup. And, uh, you know, it's probably, it's pretty hard for me to, you know, I had to really go back and watch a lot of tape, you know, to really make my decision for sure on this. Um, so Gamrod is 32 years old, 5'10", with a 70 and a half inch reach. He's 21 and two, and he's four and two in the UFC. He's only lost to really tough guys, Benil Dariush, uh, uh, Guram Kordelidze. Um, you know, he, he's really good, um, I was surprised at how bad, you know, Darius made him look, you know, I I thought that was going to be a way more competitive fight. And so that did surprise me, but that just goes to show you how good Darius really is. I mean, he's probably the only person that's got a chance at beating Makachev other than Volkanovsky, (laughs) but, uh, you know, he's got really good grappling and wrestling. I like his striking as well. Um, he likes to do like the low single leg takedowns, you know, kind of like an ankle pick, uh, type stuff a lot. Um, he's really good with all his takedowns though. It's just something I noticed he does quite a bit. You know, he's super talented. He was able to, uh, you know, go to a competitive decision against, you know, Sarukian, which is impressive, even though I thought Sarukian won, but, you know, that's probably just cause I had money on him. <laughs> but, uh, you know, he can fight from either stance. He's got great five round cardio. Um, he has good scrambles. I mean, this is, this is, like I said, this is a little tricky fight for me to pick, man. Um, is I do think Gamrod is going to have the you know grappling advantage here. It's just you know Jalen Turner is so big you know so that's the only thing that kind of kind of worried me about it. You know originally I really wanted to pick uh, Jalen Turner. Um, Turner is 27 years old, six three with a 75 and a half inch reach. He's 13 and five and six and two in the UFC. He's on a five fight win streak. Uh, you know let's let's take a look at that real quick though. Just to kind of let me get some water real quick. So if you look at his wins on this five-fight win streak, you know, yeah, he's fought some tough guys. Um, you know, but let's take a look at it. You know, Brad Riddell, really talented striker, doesn't really have any grappling. Uh, Jamie Millarkey, you know, really tough guy, mainly a striker, gross medic. You know, he he's a, pretty much a striker. Brock Weaver is not good at anything. <laughs> Uh, Joshua Coolyball was a 145er that, you know, happened to get his debut by taking on Jalen Turner on short notice. So, you know, and Joshua Coolie is really talented, but he's, you know, half the size of Jalen Turner. So that brings me back to um, you know, are any of these guys good at, you know, have been good at wrestling or grappling? So no, not really. So that takes me back to the Matt Fravola fight. And, uh, you know, Matt Rivola is nowhere near as good of a grappler, you know, as, as uh, you know, Gamrot is. So, uh, you know, I know he's approved a lot since this fight. But, you know, if, if, if Rivola can t- get the takedowns on you and kind of control you a lot, you know, I'm pretty sure Gamrot can do that as well. You know, I want to pick Jalen real bad. You know, he's looked really good. And uh, there's always that chance that, you know, Jalen sticks him with a big jab and drops him and, you know, and catches him with a sub before he can get himself back together like he did, uh, Riddell, but, you know, I got to go with Gamrot here. You know, he's definitely the more skilled grappler and wrestler in my opinion, you know, as long as he can get around Jalen Turner's size, you know, um, I think he can get the win here. Um, and I'm going to be taking Gamrot to, to win by decision as bad as I want to pick Jalen Turner. Next up, we got, um, I've been waiting on this fight for a while now. <laughs> this one's supposed to happen, you know, over a month ago. Jeff Neal taking on Shavkat Rachmanov. So, Jeff Neal is 32 years old, 5'11", with a 75-inch reach. He's 15-4 and 7-2 and and in the UFC. And I like Jeff Neal. You know, um, when he's on, his striking is very clean. His boxing's really good. Um, you know, he had gone through a bit of a rough patch, and I think he had some personal stuff going on. Uh, like he dropped a fight to Stephen Thompson, but anybody who's going to have a striking battle with Stephen Thompson, you know, is probably going to lose. Uh, and then the Neal Magnified, that was a pretty close fight. Um, it could have gone either way. It wasn't such a good look, but, you know, he did struggle with the grappling a little bit in that, you know, the control time up against the cage and stuff. But after that, he had a good performance in a close fight with uh, Ponzinibbio, and he destroyed Vicente Luque as an underdog. You know, he looked really good there, you know, fast, heavy combinations. Um, You know, he wasn't getting hit a lot. You know, he was using his kicks well. It was really the best we'd ever seen him so far. Um, you know, and I, I loved how he was hitting those double jabs in the fight. Uh, you know, you don't see a whole lot of people doubling up the jabs. Um, you know, he did struggle a little bit with the grappling, but Neil really couldn't get him down much, you know, or keep him down. But I think that's the reason they gave the fight to Magny. It was just kind of the control time against the cage or something, you know, it, you know, in my opinion, Neil could, probably could have won that fight. Um, it was pretty close, you know, but he's going to be giving up two inches of reach here. Uh, and he's going to be taking on Shavkat Rachmanov. Um, 28 years old, 6'1", 77-inch reach, and he's four. 16-0 he's and 0 and 4-0 and in the UFC. Um, every single one of his wins is by finish. You know, this guy is really impressive. He's Everybody's hyped on, you know, Kamzat This is the guy I'm hyped about. You know, I think this guy could probably beat Kamzat uh if he could make the 170 weight again. You know, he might be going up to middleweight, but every time we see him, you know, he looks better and better. He's getting tougher opponents every time, and he's making it look easy. You know, he's good at everything, wrestling, striking, submissions. And, you know, he started with combat sambo, you know, just like so many of the amazing fighters that come over from that part of the world. You know, they, they've they all started in combat sambo. And, um, you know, he's, he's pretty tall. He's got a good reach for this division. He's going to have uh, two inches of reach here. You know, he throws heavy leg kicks. He's very tough to take down. Uh, he has a great guillotine choke great takedowns, good ground and pound. He throws good spin kicks and step-in knees, good head movement. Uh, you know, he doesn't get hit a lot either. You know, most of the fights you can go back and watch all of his UFC fights, he barely got hit at all. Um, you know, he's really good at moving his head back just out of reach and then coming back with good counters. He he just, you know, Magny was supposed to be his toughest opponent yet, you know, and he made Mandy look like he didn't belong, you know. Um, he he was never in trouble in that fight you know he barely broke a sweat just easily outgrappled him um you know everyone like i said uh, everyone needs to be looking out for this guy cuz he is the next big thing and i think he's going to be a champ one day and uh, i'm going to pick him i'm going to pick him to win by um by guillotine or, or Dar's choke in this spot so next up we got Jamie Pickett taking on Bo Nickel and uh, Jamie Pickett is 34 years old, six-two, with an 80-inch reach. He's 13 and eight, and two and four in the UFC. And there's not a whole lot I can say, of, you know, in favor of Jamie Pickett in this spot, you know, um, other than he's just the way more experienced fighter. But you know, if you consider Bo Nichols' wrestling career and everything competing in wrestling, you know, he's had a long career in, in these sports too. So. Um, you know, he lost to Dennis Tallulian, who we found out in tolulan's last fight that he has zero ground game and doesn't even know, like, really how to get uh, out of mount. You know, he was just trying to stick his arms up behind him and just lift himself up out of mount with, you know, with Park on top of him. Um, so that was, <laughs> I thought he was better than that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, he's a big, powerful guy. You know, he just hasn't been able to put it all together, you know, and there's a chance he could have a striking advantage here, but... I seriously doubt he'll be able to use it. And the only reason I say that is because we just haven't been able to see much of Bo Nickel striking, you know, so far in the limited bit of stuff we got on him. But Bo Nickel is three and O and, uh, it's going to be his UFC debut. This guy's probably the best wrestler we've ever seen coming to the UFC in a long time. Uh, his jujitsu is really good. Um, you know, like I said, the only reason I'm, you know, Jamie might have a striking advantage. I just haven't been able to see much of Bo striking, you know? So, um, He's definitely going to have a uh, uh, Bo Nichols definitely have the power advantage, um, you know, wrestling for sure, you know, really excited to see how far this guy is going to go. You know, it's crazy. The lines on this guy, he's like a minus 1700 favorite, you know, and the lines, like I said, I jump on these lines early, so <laughs> it's already, that's just what he started out at. You know, it's crazy that you can get these lines are like that on him and he's only three and zero. you know, but I d- he's definitely deserving of it. You know, he's really good, really impressive. And, I'm picking him to win by KO in round one. So just wish there was a way I could make any money on it, but there's not. (laughs) And next up we got Valentina Shevchenko taking on Alexa Grosso. Valentina Shevchenko is 34 years old, five, five with a 65 and a half inch reach. She's 23 and three and 12 and two in the UFC. Uh, She's the woman's goat. You know, I mean, I love Amanda Nunes, but Valentina's to me is the goat. Um, she made it look easy pretty much the whole time. The only time we've ever saw her have any trouble was her last fight. And I honestly kind of contribute that to her just kind of fucking around and trying unnecessary stuff, you know, cause she's so used to having the advantage everywhere over people. Um, you know, her opponents, she's usually way ahead of the opponents in every aspect of the game. You know, And she was kind of toying around with these like throw takedowns, which, you know, she messed up on and wound up on the bottom or, you know, with her back taken. Um, she was, she was staying in the clinch too long, you know, she... yeah, I don't know if y'all know what I'm talking about. If y'all went back and watched that fight, you know, she's uh, she's kind of purposely staying on the bottom rather than to try and stand up. And she was just kind of throwing up submissions that she wasn't getting much. You know, I get it. It's cool to be trying to win the fight that way, but when you're down, you know, a round or two, it's probably not what you want to be doing. You want to try to get back up because it doesn't look good for the judges, you know. Uh, that's all I'm saying, you know, but... <laughs> after that, you know, she... She stopped messing around. She stuck to the striking in the end of the fight and over the later rounds, you know, kind of picked up the pace and, you know, started putting a beating on Santos. But I wouldn't have been shocked at all if Santos had won that fight, you know, with different judges or on a different night, um, you know, but, but you know, I thought she won. I thought she took over late enough in the fight, but I just, uh, I was kind of confused because I don't understand why, you know, Grosso is getting, you know, the, the rematch, or not, is getting this fight instead of the rematch with Santos. Um, I thought Santos deserved, you know, the rematch. But, you know, she's, Shevchenko's a world-class kickboxer. Some of the best striking you're going to see. She's really good pretty much everywhere the fight goes. Um, so, there's not a lot more you got to say about her, you know. <laughs> she's going to be taking on Alexa Grosso. She is 29 years old, 5'5", with a 66-inch reach. She's going to have a half-inch of reach, which I don't see being... Much of an advantage at all. Um, she's fifteen and three, seven and three in the UFC, and I think Grossos is a really good fighter. Um, she's got nice boxing. She's got real fast, you know, jabs and keeps her hands up to her chin real well. So you know, good defense. But that's got to be honest. You know, I don't see her being better than anywhere than Valentina in this spot. Um, like the only girl who's got a shot, you know, is Santos, in my opinion, to <laughs> to beat Valentina. Um, other than maybe Amanda Nunes up a weight class. Uh, And I've got Valentina to win by decision. Next up, we got the main event. This is the fight everybody's been waiting on. Been sitting around twiddling our thumbs for probably over three years. (laughs) Yeah, three years. Waiting on John Jones to come back. Always hearing about him. He's coming back. He's coming back. And he never comes back. But he's finally coming back. At least we think, you know, (laughs) unless something happens. So, you know, he's, he's in a lot of people's minds. He's the best fighter of all time. Um, He's definitely up there, you know, for me. Um, You know, he's 26 and one with his one one loss being, you know, a disqualification for legal elbows. Um, He's 35 years old, 6'4", 84 and a half inch reach. You know, he's got reach on most heavyweights, you know, and he was always a light heavyweight. He's got, you know, really good, everything. Um, doesn't really use his, hasn't really used his wrestling or grappling as much, you know, in his, his later fights. Um, you know, and a lot of, a lot of people might say that the competition was starting to catch up to him at at light heavyweight. And a lot of people say that, you know, but it's just some of his fights were kind of getting, you know, yeah, they're unanimous decisions. And then Teando Santos fight was a split decision. So that was a close one, uh, apparently. But, um, you know, I just, I always, it always makes me wonder why he would just drop his title and just, you know, go up to heavyweight. You know, I don't know if, if it was because he was worried about the competition coming up or maybe if the weight cut was getting too much for him. You know, um thought he would feel better at, at heavyweight, whatever. I never, I really don't know. But um, like I said, he's got good everything. Good submissions. He's got great Muay Thai. He likes good, good teep kicks, you know, to keep people back. Great leg kicks, calf kicks um you know big power um tends tends to tends to kind of stay out of harm's way rather than go in for crazy knockouts or anything anymore but you know that was that was three years ago at light heavyweight so we don't know what he's going to be like you know at heavyweight and you know the only the only worries you know that i really have and this is it's been three years he's coming back heavier than he's ever been and we you would think he's one of the greatest of all time. He would be training appropriately, and that his cardio would be able to hold up in a five-round heavyweight fight. But you never know until you're in there. And you know, just just crazy is is his power going to carry up to, to heavyweight? Is is you know is he going to be able to take down bigger guys? I mean, I think he'll be able to take take you know heavyweights down. But there's a lot of what ifs, you know. And uh, he's taking on Cyril Gaon. He's 11 and one. His only losses to Francis Ngannou, and uh, he's 32 years old and 6'4" and an 81 inch reach. So he's going to be given about three inches of reach here. And Ciryl a really good kickboxer. He moves really well. He's super fast for a heavyweight. He moves like a damn middleweight. You know, or welterweight. He's so fast. You know, he has struggled with the grappling in the past. You know, Francis Ngannou was able to get him down, and um John Jones is definitely going to be able to take him down. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I, I think you know John Jones is going to clearly have the grappling and wrestling advantage. It's just, can he keep it up for for five rounds, or can he submit gone early on in the fight? So I'm kind of like torn on this because originally, when all this came up, I really was planning on going with Cyril Gon, but my brain tells me that John Jones has got the wrestling and the grappling skills, and that he should be able to use them and get this fight. So. As far as a pick goes, I'm going with John Jones, but because you can get Cyril Gone as an underdog, I am going to put a small bit, even just a hundred bucks on Cyril Gone, just because, <laughs> because uh, if he wins, it's going to be a big deal. He beat a guy who's never been beaten, and uh, and I have a feeling that he could win. He could pull it out. He's so fast, you know. Uh, there's no reason he couldn't beat John Jones. So that's going to be a the pick there. I know like, I get get a lot of hate on that <laughs> for picking John Jones and then putting a small bet on Cyril Gon just in case he wins. Uh just so just so I could say I did that, you know, if he if he does get the win. But um as far as my bets go for this card, um, you know, it's it was hard to get any good value on anything. Um, uh, you know, I hate doing, you know, parlays, even two man parlays, which I do those quite a bit and it's always my advice to everybody else would be don't ever parlay anybody because you have, even though you win less betting everybody's single, you know, at least one guy can't cancel out your your whole parlay, but I still do it. I still make, you know, parlays every, every freaking week and just put, you know, big parlays like 20 bucks on them or whatever, you know, two fight, three fight parlays. I don't ever post the, anything over two, two fight parlay. I usually don't post them for anybody. But on this, you know, you had to I had to do a couple of two-man parlays to get any good value on uh, some of these fights. And um, I got, you know, Drikas Tuplessi is at minus 200 when that line first came out. It's been out a while now. Uh, that's going to be one unit on that. And I've got a two-man parlay with Rachmanov and uh, Valentina Shevchenko. And I caught that when... They were both quite a bit less than what they are now. So that parlay is a minus 190. There's two units on that. I got a plus money shot on Trevin Jones, which I'm probably going to get a lot of hate on for that. Because everybody's going with Garbrandt, but plus 140, one unit on that. Then I got a two-man parlay with Ian Gary and uh, Basarat, which is minus 155. So two units on that. Small play on Gone. And as far as... Uh, as far as I know, that's all. All I'm going to have on this card. That's already quite a bit, honestly. Probably too much. You know, I've had several really good weeks in a row, so hopefully this one won't throw it all off. And I still don't know how UFC Vegas 70 is going to turn out because that hasn't even happened yet. But, um, but I do appreciate all you guys, and I I love hearing from everybody in the comments and stuff, and uh, means a lot to me. Everybody tells me you know that they really enjoy enjoy the show, and people are using my bets and have been making money. So. I'm always happy to hear that. Uh, you, you ever want to make any donations to the cause, just uh, message me on Instagram or something, and <laughs> I'll, I'm always open for for even a few bucks if y'all want to hook me up. Uh, so uh, my Instagram is highkick__fightpicks, and my email also, if anybody wants to get in touch with me about you know sponsors or something like that, it's listed on my YouTube page. Uh, you can get that. Uh, up there. And yeah, I appreciate it guys. Thank you. Y'all have a good one, man.